Fund Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Beth, and I founded the 20 Fund Podcast to start a conversation. Your 20s are one of the most important and pivotal years of your life. Each week, I bring on a guest to chat about a problem or struggle we go through in our 20s. Whether it's advice, how-to, or just a conversation about how I'm feeling, each episode will leave you entertained and informed. 20 Fun is a place you can admit your struggles and be accepted into a community of 20-somethings figuring out life with you. Keep on listening and keep it 20 Fun. Hey Peaches, welcome back to the podcast. This week's episode, we are getting serious. It's another solo episode and it's how to start a podcast. Now, I am going to begin this episode by saying I'm not a professional podcaster. I'm not an insanely successful podcaster. I have just started this podcast with my best friend and now it's just me and I've been doing it for around a year, year and a half, and I just get a lot of questions from different people about how to start a podcast, how to promote a podcast, what do you need, different things like that. So I just thought I've been doing this a year and a half. Why not just do an episode kind of on the story of how I started the podcast and things I learned on the way, and I'm going to... um, tell you some things I wish I did not do and things that I still struggle with and it's just going to be an episode all about um, kind of what 20 fun is to me and how it began and even if you aren't interested in starting a podcast I think this could still be fun for you to hear kind of the journey that I've been on with uploading every week and how everything works and stuff like that so yeah I hope you enjoy this episode um We're getting straight down to business. We're not going to do happy crappy. We're not going to do song of the week. This is um, just another solo episode. So let's get into it. I'm going to break this episode down into three main segments. So we're going to start with the idea. I always tell people who come to me and they say, I'm thinking about starting a podcast to go for it. Podcasting is so fun. I think there's room for everyone in the market, you always, you know, resonate with someone and podcasting in general is just a great way to um, be creative and, and, and try and do something different without having to, um, I don't know, it's, I don't want to say it's easy because it's not easy, but it's one of the easier routes, in my opinion, to be creative and, and, and just kind of start this little like side side hustle or side hobby. Some people, it's a hobby for me. I think of it as a hustle because I eventually want to make money, but right now it is just a hobby. Um, but yeah, I always encourage people to do it. Like I said, there's room for everyone and everyone has something to share. So I think it's it's a fun journey for everyone to be on, even if you don't plan on doing it forever, you know. You can do it as a hobby for maybe like a few weeks or a year and try it out. I feel like there's something you can always learn from trying something new. So I always encourage people to do it. But before you just jump in and record something and upload it, I encourage you, you get the idea, I want to do a podcast. I encourage you to think about what kind of content you want to put out. So for me... For Becca and I, when we were starting a podcast, I was like, I want to put out something that is informative, but that's also entertaining and helps people kind of figure out 
what they want to do, how they want to get their life together, and, and kind of do a problem solution type show where we go through, you know, what's going on in our 20s and how can we help people get through it? Because let's be honest, none of us really know what's going on a lot of the time. There's so many different choices and plans and directions your life can take, and there's a lot of things they don't teach you in school and if you're in college, and, and there's just there's different things you can learn about and different struggles we go through. So that's where I thought of um, where I wanted 20 Fun to go. And I did research before launching. I looked up other episodes, or not other episodes, other shows that were similar to what I wanted to do. I really, really wrestled with um, the idea that I wasn't going to be able to bring anything unique into the world and that I was just going to be like everyone else. And that's something I still really struggle with. Um, I have always wanted the podcast to really be a source of... um, information and knowledge and and also help you guys in in different areas of your life. So um, I want to say like don't struggle with that, but you're probably going to because I still do. But you have to do your research and figure out what your content's going to be and how are you going to be unique with it. So you have to see if you have a market and just do your research. Like I said, I encourage everyone to start a podcast, but you do want to have research on like your expectations and how many other shows are like this, how are they doing, what do, what kind of topics do they do, do they align with what you do, how are you going to be different. Just check them out, listen to a bunch of other podcasts, and then I want you to create an outline for your ideal listener slash what each episode will be about. So when I was doing, I did not do this at the very beginning. I specifically said, oh, it's going to be for people in their 20s. That's so broad. Um, And I have a hard time with narrowing it down just because I don't like to alienate other people. But as time has gone on, I've really come to terms with 20 Fun is a podcast for young women in their 20s who are interested in self-improvement and um, personal growth. Because, I mean, let's be honest, each episode is covering a problem or struggle, sometimes, not not every episode. Sometimes we do like fun Netflix stuff, but for the most part, it is a show that is all about how to be better, how to better inform yourself to overcome the obstacles that we face in our 20s. So I've narrowed it down to that. And I just think you should really think about how each episode will help your ideal listener. Some people go as far as naming their person. So it's like, my ideal listener is Sarah. Sarah goes and gets coffee. She's in school. Her major is communications. You know, they, they go as far as to, like, personifying their listener. Um, I haven't done that necessarily. I probably should. It probably wouldn't hurt. But I just know what my ideal listener looks like, and I try to cater to that as much as possible. And like I said, um, just plan your content. Now, there's one thing when you're starting a podcast you should probably think about, and you should think more long-term than not, especially if you know that you want to make money from podcasting. You should think long-term because it's the podcasting is a medium that you're not successful overnight. It really is a start slow and you have to constantly adjust to what your audience wants and figure out what your audience wants. And it's it's an ongoing thing that doesn't really have an end. Um, it's not necessarily something you can go viral with overnight. Like some people can, you know, do a TikTok and boom, they have 3 million likes in 
three days, but, but podcasting, it's more of a, a, a build your audience and slowly work your way up. Um, so just think when you begin, think long term and don't really have high expectations for um, a lot of listeners overnight, especially if you don't already have a platform. It's going to take a while and, and that's okay. That's kind of what, what makes it worth it. And you really have to like getting on the mic and talking to people or talking um, to your listeners and, and that's okay. You know, you don't just don't expect success overnight because success comes from hard work. Um, next. This is a mistake I made. Don't stress over the name. I initially had the idea for a podcast about a year and a half before I actually created a podcast. And a lot of it had to do with I didn't know what to name it. And it doesn't have to be that hard. (laughs) I wish I could go back and say, Larva, like just start. You're going to love this. It's going to be one of your big passions in your life. Literally just start and then adjust. And the name doesn't have to be perfect. Nothing about it has to be perfect. I'm the kind of person where I want everything to be perfect as soon as I begin. And I did that for so long, like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. Well, I can't start a podcast because I don't have the perfect name. I don't have the perfect, you know, audio equipment. I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. Nothing has to be perfect. When we started the podcast, I'd come to terms with it's never going to be perfect. And if you go back and listen to our first episode, one, I'm sorry because it's really bad. But two, it is a great, (laughs) it's a great thing to go back and listen um, when you want to assess like how far you've come. So back when we started, Becca and I literally were just sitting on the mic. Nothing was perfect. We were at the beach on spring break. And the name just literally came to me while I was driving down the road one day. And like a week later, we started the podcast. And even now, the name, I don't necessarily think it's perfect. But I'm glad that I just went with something instead of, you know, continuing to wait and saying, well, I have to have the perfect name to begin. You don't. Now, I would advise not choosing a title that someone else already has just because that's it's, I don't know. One, I think it's kind of messed up to that creator if they're constantly putting out episodes and you just like take their name like it's nothing, even if it's not copyrighted. Like, I don't know. I just kind of think it's messed up. But then also, I don't think that's really going to do you any justice if you pick a name somebody else has and they're constantly uploading. And then, you know, when somebody goes to search it, they'll be confused on your podcast and their podcast. I just wouldn't do it my personal opinion. Now, if there's a podcast that hasn't uploaded an episode in like a year, two years, then, you know, you may want to reach out to them and say, hey, like, are you, are you going to use this name? Stuff like that. Then I would say go for it if they haven't uploaded in forever. But if, if there's somebody constantly, like continuously uploading, then I would just wait. Um, not wait. I would pick another name. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be perfect. So when you're getting to, you know, you're going through the idea, you've created your listener uh, or your ideal listener, um, you kind of know what your content's going to be about, I would go ahead and start a running episode topic list. So I have one of these. At the beginning of 2020, I created a content calendar for 52 weeks in the year because I upload weekly and I wrote down 52 episode ideas that I wanted to cover on the podcast. 
Now, some of those have been bumped next year. Um, I've gotten away from that just a little bit. But whenever I don't know what to post, I have that list and I have those ideas that I can um, go back to. And it's really helped me with planning episodes. And then whenever I complete an episode, I just highlight it in green, I think. Yeah, green. So that way I know I've done it. Um, And it's just this little system I have, but it really helps because some weeks, you know, you don't really know what you're going to post, but you just know you should. So I would create that episode topic list and maybe with some potential guests, just depending on what your podcast is about. Becca and I, when we first started, we had a list with maybe five episodes, but it wasn't long. And when we ran out, there were weeks where we would stare at each other and be like, what the heck are we going to talk about? And that was hard. It made it kind of stressful. So really just write out as many topics as you can possibly think of. And ever, whenever you think of a topic, make sure you write it down. That way you remember. Because I've thought of topics before that were amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a good podcast topic. And then I'm sitting here right now and I cannot remember it for the life of me. So make sure you write it down. And another thing um, with your idea, I would say get started as soon as possible. This is not really, it's not controversial, but some people might tell you to plan and, you know, plan a launch and record four episodes and have them in your backlog and all this stuff. Um, Personally, I did not do that. We got started pretty much when we picked a name, we got started as soon as possible. And I think that really helped because if you plan a launch and you do all this stuff and you get all this buzz, one, your expectations are going to be super high for turnout and listeners within the first episode. And that's not going to help you (laughs) at all um, because more than likely your expectations are not going to be met. Then you're going to be... You're not going to be encouraged to continue because you're thinking, oh, well, nobody's going to listen anyway. And if you plan all this stuff, then I don't know, it almost puts you back on autopilot when when the time comes to really be engaged with people. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm going to try and word it a different way. When you get started as soon as possible, you have a sense of urgency and that sense of urgency kind of pressures you to record an episode that week to engage with people to to do all these things that if you have four episodes in the backlog you just say to yourself oh I have an episode I don't have to record this week when it actually is probably necessary that you record to stay ahead and you don't want to be if you don't want to be stressed and that's why you're you're um, preparing you know weeks in advance you don't want to be stressed when the time comes to launch you need to keep that sense of urgency and I, I hope I've where did that write? And that makes sense. Um, so I just say get started as soon as possible. Like I said earlier, it's not going to be perfect. And that's okay. You listen to what your audience wants, get feedback from people, and then adjust. If you go back on the Instagram at 20 fun pod, if you go all the way down to the very beginning, and you see our first post, it looks absolutely nothing like it does now. And that's okay. You kind of see how the brand has progressed. We went through several changes. And then the whole the whole change when Becca left and kind of pivoting through that. None of that has been perfect. In fact, a lot of it's been messy. But it's okay because you learn and you grow along the way. And it, it all just works out if you just keep trying. Nothing, I mean, you're not going to, you know, have a fire and everything burning down. Like it's 
it's going to be okay if you get started and you're not necessarily as prepared as you think you should be. I think it's better to go ahead and get started and then adjust and pivot. Michael Bostick from the Skinny Confidential says that all the time, and he's right. It's better to get started and adjust and pivot than it is to build up all these expectations and this momentum and and just not succeed like you thought you were. I don't know. It's I feel like when you it's just better just to get started as soon as possible and adjust. Now, moving on to what do you need? So many people ask me what they need to start a podcast. And I think there's a misconception that you need all of these fancy things when you really don't. So in the beginning, Becca and I bought two mics off of Amazon. I don't know how much they were. They were not expensive. I kind of want to think they were like $30, but it was like a whole like podcast set so it had the mics it had the mics like little stands that you can stand them up on stuff like that and a computer and then we just used my computer so all you really need to buy is the mic um, some people I know even record on their iPhone with their headphones as a mic so if you I mean if you don't even want to do that you don't have to we just bought the mics um, because we were going to be recording like together in like an interview style so we just thought it'd be better to have a mic and plug it in the computer now um once you have your mic whether you use it on your phone or you um buy the one off amazon then um then you're gonna need a and i'll i'll link what mic we bought in the show notes and then what mic i have now um but you're gonna need a way to record the audio and then edit it so Some people, like I said, do this on their phone. I don't have a Mac computer. So if you have a Mac, you can use GarageBand. You can use Pro Tools. I don't have a Mac. I have a Dell. So I use Adobe Audition. And that one's not free. So let me go back. A free version is Audacity. You can record in Audacity, edit in Audacity, and it's completely free. I use Adobe Audition just because I'm in college and I got the Adobe Creative Cloud subscription for super cheap. And it just includes Photoshop, Audition, um, Adobe Spark, Adobe Rush, the entire Creative Cloud in one membership. And I got it, like I said, on the student membership. They were running a sale, so I bought it. And I just use Audition. That's what I like. I like it a little bit better than Audacity just because I think it's a little bit cleaner it's a little bit easier to use honestly it's your preference if you want to use audacity because it's free by all means go for it that's what we started with in the beginning and it worked just fine that's what a lot of podcasters use um next um after you've recorded the podcast and you edit you are going to want to upload and the way you upload a podcast is you go through a hosting service that kind of um, distributes the podcast to the various platforms such as iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, all that stuff. So you have to use a hosting service. Now, this is where it gets down to what your personal preference is. A lot of people I know use Anchor. Anchor is free. Um, That's why a lot of people use it, I think. The other option, I mean, you have endless options, I think. There's um, Podbean, there's Libsyn. Personally, I use Buzzsprout. 
I love Buzzsprout. I love the Buzzsprout analytics and I do pay $12 a month to host my podcast through Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout. I cannot talk this morning. Now, I know you're thinking in your head, well, Anchor is free. I might as well go for it. And Audacity is free. I might as well use that. That's great. Um, But I chose to get the Adobe Audition. Um, I chose to host with Buzzsprout with $12 a month, which is like as much as your Netflix subscription. Let's be honest, it's super cheap. And I chose to buy actual microphones instead of using my phone because I find that, now this is my personal opinion, I find that whenever I put money into something, I'm more likely to stick to it than if I were to get it for free. Now, I know that sounds weird, but think of it like in the form of a gym membership. So if you, I mean, you have the option to work out outside or inside your house at home all the time, but you pay for a gym membership because that's going to make you go. It's going to put you in the environment. It's going to give you the motivation to actually go to the gym. Whereas if you don't have a gym membership, how likely are you to work out at your house? That's the way I've come, the, the best way I've come to rationalize it. I feel like spending money on something puts, actually like put, gives me the pressure to follow through with it because I've spent money on it. And, you know, I'm in college. I'm, I'm, I'm not, doesn't, I don't have the endless like cash flow that I wish I did. So when I'm actually spending my money on something, it really, really means a lot. And spending money on the podcast every month keeps me accountable. Um, I love podcasting anyway, but in the beginning, especially it was a way to keep myself accountable and, um, yeah, just make sure I upload an episode because I'm like, well, I'm spending my money on this. I have to upload. I have to do this because I spent money on it. Um, that's my opinion. If you want to podcast in like the, for the long term, then I just suggest spending money on it. That can be, I mean, you can use your iPhone and Audacity and pay $12 a month for Buzzsprout for your hosting service. I mean, it's not, you know, you don't have to spend so much money every single month, but just starting with something will keep you accountable and um, for uploading each week. That's me. I know a lot of people who use all the free platforms and they don't have a problem with uploading every week, but I just find that it keeps me accountable. So After you choose your hosting service, like I said, I choose Buzzsprout just because I love their analytics. They're some of the cheapest I've found. And um, it's actually free for the first 90 days. So you can give yourself 90 days to figure out if you're actually going to do this for the long term. And then you pay $12 a month. It's based on different plans. My plan is the $12 a month one. Um, But yeah, just just go with whatever you think is best for you. You have a lot of options. You don't, I guess what I'm trying to say is you don't have to be fancy. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You can do everything pretty much for free if you want. So starting a podcast is pretty easy and um, all you have to do is record, which can sometimes be the hardest part. But if you have your episode list and all that, then it, it just becomes like easy and like second nature almost. So the third area I want to talk about for podcasting is how to promote your podcast. Honestly, I have found that word of mouth has been the best 
way to promote the podcast. And I feel like that's true for a lot of products. You know, if if your friend recommends a podcast, then you're more likely to listen to it. So if anybody ever like recommends the podcast via word of mouth, I'm always so grateful to them because it's the best it's the best way to to get promotion, honestly. Um, but the, the other way I choose to promote is through social media, mainly because it's free. And I feel like that's the quickest way I can get the brand out in front of people, especially because my audience is on social media a lot. So I've, I've primarily chosen Instagram. Um, you can do every social media site if you want. We have a Facebook page. Um, I don't have a Twitter just because I don't typically use Twitter so I was like why would the podcast use Twitter that's not really genuine to me but if you're huge on Twitter and you love Twitter then create a Twitter and just and tweet like whatever you want honestly the promotion can look like whatever you whatever you want it to look like it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be a lot um I will say that I found that consistency is everything and the podcast does better when I consistently promote on socials now if I know what you're thinking if you've been a long-time listener. If you're saying, Laura Beth, you have not been posting on social media. I have not, and I regret that. But I go through different periods of wanting to post all these different things and then having no energy to post on different things and to create the content because doing a podcast by yourself, um, well, I – I say I'm by myself. I'm not really by myself because Josh edits and thank you, Josh, a million times over because I would not be able to do the podcast without you. But I will say that, you know, creating the content, recording, um, scheduling people, creating the social posts on top of, you know, having a job and an internship and helping others and living a life. it, it, It can be a lot, especially, you know, when you're not making money from it. It, it can be a lot of work and sometimes social media for me is the part that gets pushed to the side because my main priority is putting out an episode every week and I'm fortunate enough that, you know, I do have listeners, you guys are freaking awesome, that still listen even when I don't post and I'm eternally grateful for that. But um, so yeah, consistency is everything with social media and honestly, if you want to grow, then you should be consistent. Now, I'm going to go into depth a little bit about how, like what my social media strategy is. So my social media strategy, I'm going to be like 100% upfront, is engagement. So I take a lot of time in following people who I think would really like the podcast and then I engage with them. And I, like I I turn on post notifications for people. I, um, follow people I spend time liking stuff on Instagram and commenting on all your stuff just because I want this to be a two-way street I don't want to feel like I'm talking to no one and I also want you to know that I value your opinion and if anybody ever comes and tells me something like about the podcast something they liked something they didn't like constructive criticism like I want to listen to you and give you the content that you would prefer so I really just center around engagement and that's been great. Um, It's been really good to me. And so, yeah, that's what I would suggest. Just making sure you engage with people. I personally follow 
follow back every single person that follows me just because, like I said, I want it to be a two-way street. I know podcasts that don't follow everyone back and I don't get why if somebody's giving you their attention, you wouldn't at least try and give them your attention as well. You know, I want this to be, like I said, a two-way street. So I don't want you to ever feel like I'm, like I don't see you because if you're listening, I, I want to see you because you guys are the best and I, I love getting feedback and talking to everyone. So yeah, promotion, it really looks like you want to, like, like how you want it. Don't feel like you have to be the best and your posts have to be amazing and high quality and just post and be yourself and let people come to you. Everyone resonates with somebody and even if you don't have 100,000 downloads in the first month, it's okay because you're resonating with someone and all you need, I mean for me, all I need is the one person to resonate with an episode and then that makes it worth it. So just promote how you want. I use social media and word of mouth is always the best. Now, the final little area I want to touch on is what not to do. So, and I've done not all of these things, but I wanted to do all of these things. So first one, I would want to say what you don't need to do is don't worry about the numbers. So when we started the podcast, I'm not going to lie, I was consumed by the numbers. I was consumed by how many listens we got, how many Instagram followers we had, how many Facebook likes. That was a huge way I measured success. And it gets very toxic very fast. So when you're starting out, it's best to not have any expectations for downloads obviously you want somebody to listen to it but even if you have like five listeners the way I've come to terms with you know um, not really looking at the numbers is there are people listening to you people are taking the time out of their day it doesn't matter if there's a hundred people or if there's five people or if there's 500 people somebody is giving you the time and listening to what you have to say And that honestly should just be enough. You know, you're not talking to yourself. You're having a conversation with someone. It's one-sided for the most part. You might not figure out who that is, but you're still having a conversation. And I found that when I stress about the numbers, the podcast doesn't, it it becomes less fun. Like I see it more as as a hassle. And and the same with this next point. Um, Don't worry about comparing yourself to others. I have done this a lot here recently. So if you look up women hosted podcasts for other women in their 20s, there's 5 million other podcasts just like mine. And I really struggle with that sometimes. And it's just a comparison game and I don't need to do it. I know that it's not good for me, but it still happens. And I just want to say like if you're a podcaster and you're doing this or if you're doing this just in your real life, try not to. I I don't want to tell you not to because I know that's literally impossible, but I find that when I constantly compare myself, I get discouraged and I, you know, the podcast doesn't really seem like it's worth it. But when I'm on a call recording with someone or I'm recording by myself and I'm just doing the podcast, it, it, it makes me happy. And I don't want comparing myself to others to take away that happiness. So I just try to not as best I can. It's impossible, but you got to get up each day trying not to. And I feel like that goes with every area 
of your life. Uh, the last final thing I would say to not do is don't spend million dollars on audio equipment right out of the gate. Like I said, I um, we we did pay money for a mic and we paid money to we didn't pay money to host. We did the first three ninety days, but I eventually paid money for audition and we paid money for the mics and then eventually the hosting. Um, we didn't have to. I know some people who start a podcast and they instantly get like a Blue Yeti mic. Now, I have a Blue Yeti now just because, you know, I've been podcasting for a year. I thought it was worth the investment. And, um, yeah, I'm happy with it. But if you're just starting out and you're not really sure if podcasting's for you, you don't have to have the best million-dollar audio equipment to have a good podcast. What you should primarily worry about is the content and um, promotion, really. And you can pay for Instagram ads or Facebook ads. If you have the money, you know, and you want to do it, go for it. But, you know, podcasting is so great and you don't have to have all, a lot of money to begin. And, um, yeah, just start. If you're thinking about it, go for it. It's so worth it and it's so much fun. And let me know if you do because I want to listen. I love listening to new podcasts. As a small podcaster myself, I love listening to other small podcasts because I know kind of what the hustle looks like. And, um... I feel like I appreciate it a bit more. You know, it's one thing if you're already a celebrity and you have a podcast and you go to a studio and these people do all these things for you. That's one thing. But if you're doing it all yourself, then um, I don't know. I just feel like I respect you a lot. I respect those pod- the big podcasters too. Don't get me wrong. But I like to listen to people who are on the same journey kind of as I am and see what they're going through and stuff like that. So, yeah, I hope you guys have a great day night whenever you're listening to this and like I said thank you for listening you're the best I love you guys keep it 20 fun thanks so much for listening to today's episode if you like what you've heard make sure to leave a review in apple podcasts follow us on instagram and facebook at 20 fun pod to get previews and sneak peeks of upcoming episodes this episode is edited by joshua brooks and the music was created by tanner boswell See y'all next week. Keep it 20 fun.